fuck it and play Tiny Tina's instead? Yes. <laughs> Alright, I'll go home so we can play and hang out. Alright. I always hated hanging out in person anyway. That's what Matt did, and we were all over here having fun, and he was like, Oh, you guys want to play Rocket League? I'm going to go upstairs. I was like, okay, cool. Nice hanging out with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm almost done with Vampire Survivors as well. I have like one stage left, and that's fun. Well, we're back. Everyone, hello. This is uh, All Abandoned, a rock and metal podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Van Racknett, and uh, he's back by popular demand. He's cool like a lager beer. He is B-Man Cole. How's it going? Good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> On camera for the first time too. We didn't... Uh, I know I'm a little camera shy. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't have a we didn't have a camera for the episode one that we did the last one last time you were on. Uh, but we do now, and now everyone can see how how beautiful you are. Hopefully, they can't see how hard my nips are. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Is that why you wore the flannel? Oh yeah, I knew <laughs> I was going to be on camera. <laughs> double up on layers. I know I got camera ready too. I actually took a shower today. Man, you already sweat through your sweater. I know. I guess that's why they call it a sweater, right? Isn't that what it's for? Absorbing all the sweats? Um, well, anyway. In lieu of recent purchases, uh, hey, because normally I, I would do that at the beginning. And I have bought some stuff, but we're going to be talking about it anyway. And uh, especially for the audio people, I always just have to edit out the me showing it. Because the audio people can't see me showing whatever I buy. But I was hanging out with my mom the other night and... Uh, she got out some like old records that I guess from my grandpa's, because he used to be, can't remember what uh, what division he was in. If he was, is, it, is that what you call it? If Long it was division, army or, or or navy, or what? That's a branch. He might have been branch. That's what I meant, not division. But yeah, he might he might have been navy. I can't remember. I'd have to ask my mom. Anyway, he was stationed overseas for a while, and uh, he came back with some uh, awesome records. Records. And so my mom and I were checking these out. We got. Holiday in Scandinavia. That's a holiday in Scandinavia. Uh, Walter Erickson and his orchestra. And you got some uh, When the Polka Goes, Norway, Summer Song from Sweden, Skipper's Waltz. You got some uh, Saki Arvin Polka from Finland. And uh, Oh yeah, so anyway, my family, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but, uh, is from on my mom's side, my like, great-grandpa. I guess would have been my great, maybe the great, great, came from uh, uh, Wassa, Finland. That's V-A-A-S-A. So you got the Wassa Waltz on here. So that's very fun for me. I thought that was fun. So I'm going to uh, clean these records up, and I'm going to rip them, and I'm going to put them on the YouTubes. I think this one might be already uploaded somewhere. But we also got Favorite Finnish Songs and Dances by Viola Torpain and, and her ensemble. And uh, this one I didn't see on anything. This one wasn't even on Discogs. But for some reason, these capital, or no, not capital, colonial records, they don't put any dates on anything. So, like, half of the colonial records, like, shit, because they have all kinds of crap like this. It's just, like, undated. It just says unknown for everything. But I think they're from the late 50s. Because there was a, colonial had released a holiday in Italy with Italian music, and it was from 58. And, the like, the release order, like, serial number thing, it was like right before this one, so I would assume, or I mean, well, the other one, the holiday in Scandinavia, so I assume it's probably late 50s, but either way. You uh, might be able to look some stuff up off the dead wax. Could be. Could, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, so anyway, that's fun, 
I just want to share that with you guys because I'm, uh, I don't know, you know, like a lot of, uh, like some countries poke fun at like Americans' obsession with like their ancestry and, and what percentage of this they are versus that, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think it's like it's one of the largest melting pots of peoples and cultures in the world. I think it makes sense for us to be interested in. And um, so, yeah, I, I am especially proud of the Finnish and Swedish ancestry I have on, on my maternal side. And uh, it makes sense why I love Scandinavian metal so much. There's a little tease for you for uh, today's topic, our top five albums of last year, 2023. And, uh, and so, yeah, screw European people. I think it's dumb that we like that. They're just like, good, good family from all over the place. Uh, you're just where you're born, and that's it, you know? I'm from Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Born and raised. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all that other shit. Pittsburgh only. So yeah, we're coming at you from Pittsburgh. Uh, in addition to whatever else I've been listening to, oh, I was telling you before we started recording, I checked out Sauron, because it, uh, that cute girl was wearing a shirt at my day job, and I could just mm-hmm. tell it was a metal shirt, so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you got to check it out. And if you see her again, you might have a chance. Yeah, right. Spark up a com- little uh-huh. convo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, ask her a top five favorite songs. Make sure she's not a poser. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Name two of their albums. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I checked out the latest one, uh, 2016's uh, Conquest Through Attrition. And uh, it was pretty good. Definitely raw. It's like melodic black metal stuff. So this is Sauron from Michigan, by the way. There's also a Swedish one, and I think like a South American one. Mm. A few different Sauron bands out there. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but it was really good. Like the singer was doing this weird like vocalization. Like it's you know typical of your black metal growls, but you do this thing where it, uh, he sounded like a like like a baying hound. I hear the baying of the hounds. Uh, like it sounded like that old like sound effect. Sounds like a dying seal. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. <laughs> if you if you heard the sound effect, no, you like the like old classic sound effect. You would know what I mean. Like the original Resident Evil uses it for the dogs at one point. Mm-hmm. If you're like standing outside in the balcony and you see, and then uh, Cradle of Filth uses it in that one song from Cruelty and the Beast. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Which yeah, one. your favorite. You love Cradle of Filth. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was, that was that was really cool. That was pretty good. And that's about it. Other than that, I've just been listening to stuff for. Uh, the show here so i don't know a- anything new you've been listening to that isn't going to be like on one of your lists today or something no nah, nothing crazy just cycling through a bunch of random stuff got everything on shuffle getting to that point where i've been listening to the same stuff solidly for a few weeks and gonna need to switch things up soon and switch up there's a lot of good shit coming up or <clears throat> that has come out or is coming out or at least it looks good i don't know but I had some YouTube recommendations earlier. Something called uh, Lander. I think they were from Washington. Heroic Lands. Like, really raw, like, lo-fi, like, atmospheric black stuff. I, I listened to a couple of tracks, and that was awesome. Uh, Inquisition, Lungburner, and Slower. But I haven't checked those out yet. There's another newer one that released some singles already this year off of, um, oh, what is it? Blues Funeral record label. Um Hashtronaut, so you can assume what kind of music that is. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> like Long Burner. <laughs> yeah. That hey. other band I sang, sang you two nights ago, Margarita Witch Cult. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I've really been liking them. Yeah, I liked what I heard, for sure. Excellent riffs. Vocals are all right. Awesome name. <laughs> oh, 
That hits all the marks for me. <laughs> a little, you got a little Jimmy Buffett in there. <laughs> <laughs> you got witches and cults. What more can you need? And then, so lastly, before we move on here, uh, from Dorsey's Gold Mine this week, I just have one for you, and that is Goliath, Big Game Hunt, some good uh, Doom from 2009. For those unfamiliar, uh, Dorsey's Gold Mine's a little segment I do where I pull out one of my dad's records or old CDs that he gave me that he grew out of that he doesn't like anymore because he's more into like blues and stuff now than uh, like and, heavy doom and, and god evil stuff yeah yeah a lot more god than the devil which is funny that you know he used to there's that one like interstate i think it's in pa or maybe it's in Ohio, but like 666 and he and his friends would always like every time they would pass the sign they would stop and get out of the car to get a picture by the <laughs> by, by the uh, route or yeah not interstate but route route 666 sign so I, I want to make a pilgrimage there one day myself, but yeah, it's just it's just funny how you how you turn a, your gaze upwards. There's a forest road six 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 up by Allegheny National Forest. I really wanted to steal it, but I didn't yeah. because breaking the law is bad. <laughs> what if you're Rob Halford? <laughs> I'm sad to report I am not. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't condone breaking the law? Okay, gotcha. Uh, a lot of good shows coming up this year. Uh, speaking of Finland, we'll be seeing Corpaclani at Mr. Small's here in May. Assuming you're around anyway, if you're not working. No, remember, that's the same day as oh. another concert I wanted to go to. I'm going to Decapitated. Oh, that's right. Septic Flesh. That's right. And someone else, I can't remember the name. Yeah. Is that one of the ones up in New Ken? I think it might be, at Preserving yeah. the Underground. Yeah. Oh, man, it's too bad. Well, I'm going to be at Corpaclani. I really wanted to go to that one, too, but... You know, I got, I got to, I got to go, Corporal Clowney. But I want to see, I really want to see Septic Flesh. My girlfriend really wants to see Decapitated. They're from Poland. She's Polish, so she's got super into it. Whoa, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's her last name? It's Italian, but she's mostly. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Polish. Yeah. Or something. I didn't remember her last name being anything like weird. That wasn't very good Polish. I don't know what the fuck that was. It sounded like you got indigestion. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We got a lot of good, uh, we got a lot of, uh, Polish presence here in Pittsburgh. We love our pierogues. Jalapeno Hannah, my girl. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Jalapeno Hannah? What? <laughs> I don't know who Jalapeno Hannah is. Have you ever been to a Pirates game? To watch them lose, yeah. But at least during oh, what the stretch they have the pierogi race. Oh, that's one of the pierogi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. There's like the it's... Chester Cheddar guy. There's mm-hmm. okay. Oliver Onion dude. There's Jalapeno Hannah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And there's another one that I I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't really <sighs> go. To the, I haven't gone to a game since I was probably 15. Can't believe I didn't uh, know the names. Even of though my... I live down the street and pirate tickets are twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty ashamed I didn't know the names of the Pittsburgh Pirates brokies. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. I'm a piece of Presented shit. Presented by Mrs. T's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You go to, like, a, a nice, like, brew pub or, like, a decent restaurant, and you see pierogies on the menu, and you think, oh, man, some good homemade pierogies, and then they're, like, $9, and then it turns out it's just Mrs. T's. Yeah, my girlfriend, her, her mom goes to 
like Polish churches and makes handmade pierogies with all the old Polish ladies and oh, stuff. Yeah. And so she's just always got a stash in the refrigerator. It's oh, fucking awesome. Good for you. Because I know I was, I can't remember where we got those that one time, but I, I was, I was pretty pissed off. Oh yeah. I told you, I told you it was going to be a rip off because you never get enough pierogies. That was at craft house. Oh yeah. Before Wednesday yeah, 13. Yeah. 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 It wasn't just about the amount. It was just that they were Mrs. T's and that there was that they were as expensive like as six. they were. Where they give you an odd number. There's like five and I'm like, there's two of us. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Either way, if it's just me, what the hell am I going to do with five pierogies? And yeah, yeah. Slap you in the face with these. Yep. And it's like, you can get two or three boxes for like what they were charging. And it's like, fuck you. you and know? for those of you that don't know what pierogies are, because it's mostly, it's a big Northeaster Pittsburgh thing. A lot of places down south i realized don't have them or people don't even know what they are it's like a polish dumpling filled with potato uh-huh. <laughs> essentially sometimes cheddar oh yeah you can put onion sometimes grill onion. some onion with it put some butter on it Holy oh shit. yeah you slap them up with mm. butter and mm. onion yeah. mm, god that's good it's good to eat. of course you got your uh you can put bacon in a blanket oh, oh bacon yeah yeah your pigs in a blanket. You got your halushki. I love a good halushki. What about pigs in a blanket? Uh, it's a Polish thing. Like, not the. Uh, well, that's what some people call them. So not not like the little like uh, uh, little cocktail wieners wrapped in croissant, but like the uh, like a kielbasa, or like something? the meat like shoved into like a like a lettuce or like a cabbage wrap. Oh, okay. Like, like meat stuffed cabbage things. All right. There's usually like All a red right. sauce over it or something. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Like stuffed stuff. cabbage yeah yeah essentially <laughs> then the and then of course haluski is just gonna be your uh just ca- cabbage and noodles yeah all Delicious. good all good all, all good things because Polacks can cook all right <laughs> is that is that an offensive thing to say yeah that's thought, a derogatory term jesse <laughs> why though i thought that's just what is. they were called no polish yeah what's wrong with Polak? That's the derogatory thing. That's what people people would make fun of them. No, oh. be like you're such a fucking Polak. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Dumbass. You just don't think that because because they're white. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, minority at all. There's white. Uh, oh boy. Oh boy. What are we getting into? Yeah, we'll get we'll get away from that one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't be racist against white people. Uh, so let's see. In addition to that, then we got, I guess we'll, we'll be going to, with the mom and the, some of my family to see Heart with Cheap Trick. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheap Trick I never got super into. Yeah, I don't care. But yeah, it'd be cool to see them. I fuck with Heart. Oh, God, yeah. So, yeah, so much good Heart listening around the pool. Oh, man, just floating around with a case of beer listening to Heart. <laughs> COVID summer fucking fantastic yeah I, I know a lot of people had a rough time with, with that with that uh point in time but uh we had a we had a blast during covid there was nowhere to go nothing to do so we just drank and floated around a pool all day uh-huh i'm getting paychecks to just get drunk hang out just float around the pool all day beer pong Beer yard, pong and darts at night. Yard games, whatever the hell we had. Oh, yeah, there's a... Big bucket thing. Yeah, that bucket game with the balls. Yeah, it was, it was fun. 
uh, neighbor, according to something we heard on the grapevine, whether it's true or not, but apparently the neighbor thought we were gay because we were always just, we were just together, like, most of the time, just hanging out. And it didn't, you know, especially the music that we would listen to, too, just blasting. <laughs> Again, like heart, all day. <laughs> A little Bonnie Tyler, you know. Some Bonnie Tyler in there, some heart. A lot of alone. Uh, and then that's, that's one of the things we like to talk about, too, is, like, my mom would, would come home from whatever she was doing. And, like, because she was still working for some reason, I, I think. Because we were working, we were working at the same place, but I wasn't working, and I, she was. I, I don't know. But, yeah, she would come home. Why is a song playing every time I come home? <laughs> just alone, <laughs> blasting. We're just, it's like it's like uh, 2 p.m. and we're already, like, lit. 12 beers in, just, still just floating around the pool. <laughs> pool, bowl. I was going to say bowl, but then floating around the pool. Got some bowls involved. Oh, yeah, always. Oh, God, that was a good times. So, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Heart's, Heart's a, an important one for us. Always a, definitely a good drunk playlist. In April, I'm also going to see Howling Giant and The Obsessed. Looking forward to that one. Hey. We, saw, we saw Howling Giant. Oh, shout out. If it ain't heavy, it ain't shit. We saw Howling Giant in Youngstown, Ohio last last year for their at West Side Bowl for their 10-year anniversary or five-year, five, not 10. Yeah. I'm bad at numbers. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Still, though, yeah. Yeah, they were fucking heavy. They were really good live. I'm not as much into listening to their regular studio recordings, but live they were awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm definitely not missing go. to that. Yeah, Westside Bowl. I've talked about that on the show before. Great venue. It's an awesome place. Youngstown itself, you know, but Westside <laughs> Westside Bowl is awesome. Of course, a uh, little tease for an upcoming episode. Creed's coming later this year too to uh, Star Lake. Was that Burgettstown? Outside of Pittsburgh here. Um, I think that's August or September. I'm probably going to... I might end up going. Tickets are looking pretty expensive, even for lawns. But uh, my cousin's wife is going with their daughter. And I guess it's a group of girls. And she asked if I would go with them. So they had a guy to hang out with. and just Wait, what show? Not that anyone's going to bother them. Creed. Oh. Yeah. I, I just had to hear you say that again. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah, I, I don't want to give away the episode, but uh, I will just say that the My Own Prison album is great, and I don't care what anyone says. So, Sure. Human Clay, whatever. Human Clay sucks, but, you know, because Human Clay is when, like, arms wide open and all, the, like, the, the really big radio ones. I mean, uh, My Own Prison had some radio hits on it, but not to the extent that uh, Take Me Higher and shit from Human Clay. So, so anyway, I might do that. Uh, Corbaclani... Uh, I've seen them once before with Matt, who I had on for the last two episodes for our Faith and More series. Uh, we saw them. I don't remember a lot of the set, because I think Iluvidi had opened up for them, or was, or was like one of the bands that played before them. So by the time Corpaclani came on, I was there, you know, already half lit. Half lit? You were probably the full way there. I was like 85% lit. And uh, I don't know, I, I wasn't in great shape at the time. Still not, but... I'm getting in better shape, but I was probably at like my, I was probably around the time of like my peak, like overweightness and just like hairy, gross sweatiness. And, uh, still after the, after the set was done, I didn't have a shirt on. Matt and I took our shirts off. I can't imagine how offensive that must've been for everyone around us. But, uh, despite, you know, everything being spotty for me, I mean, I, I, I had the wherewithal to tuck the shirt I bought and the shirt that I took off and like into my pants so I wouldn't lose them. Ew, so they just smelled like sweaty nutsack? Yeah, yeah. 
Because, <laughs> yeah, we went pretty uh, crazy in the pit. Dude, you should probably needed, like, to get some environmentalist to clean you off like a duck. Dawn <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, a scrub and a sponge. <laughs> instead, instead of having this little duck laying on it, it's just... They just start start uh, putting out Dawn bottles with just me on it with no shirt. Drunk, sweaty, discombobulated, <laughs> confused. All kinds of like buffalo chicken in my beard and stuff. <laughs> Loose chicken bits. Uh. Loose chicken Bur- bits. Great band. Burping up onion rings. <laughs> you got onion rings? You were eating Funnings on the way here. How much onion do you need? <laughs> That explains the smell. <laughs> and I'm just sweating out all the onion, too, in the pit. But I have seen Hart once, too, also at Burgettstown. But it was Joan Jett, someone else, Hart. And I probably drank the night before or whatever. Probably. But I, but I woke up, you know, just getting ready to go. It was just my mom and I and uh, our friend that we went with. But I don't know. Was, I just woke up, and I remember just, like, I mixed some... It's probably Black Velvet with some Pepsi Max or whatever. Uh, they don't call it Max anymore, but who cares? But anyway, I don't know. I just started – I don't. we got to the restaurant to eat before we went to the venue, and I just started feeling sick Like at, right after we sat down to order. And, what restaurant? Mm, industry Pubic House. Ugh. But it, was the, it wasn't the one like uptown or whatever. The one in Robinson? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just, so I did – I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. So I started puking at – industry puking house and then uh by the time we even got to the show then you know we went and parked on the lawn and i just i just got in the back of the car and i was just it was all i could do to like try to get some water down turns out i I think i was somehow ended up being like severely dehydrated because when you wake up dehydrated and then just drink pepsi and whiskey i guess doesn't help anything no and so anyway i was just like puking out of the back of the car i mean mostly just dry heaving and, and just like whatever water i would get down at some point <laughs> but i could hear joan jeff from the car so i got that experience but then um i was able to i did start feeling better and was able to get into to catch like the tail end of heart so how many concerts <laughs> have you missed because of overindulgence well that's the only one that actually i actually got sick for and missed all the ones i was there but maybe missed because i don't remember them <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Corporate Clowning, I'm probably going to get pretty drunk because most of the songs are about drinking. But no, I, I don't go that nuts anymore. But yeah, like the first time I saw Devin Townsend, I, I don't remember a lot of that either. Yeah, I've been doing better at remembering yeah. shows. We're growing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we first started hanging out with the Opeth, I don't want to... <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't say too much more. I may or may not have had a license and I may or may not have oh yeah that time we've seen opeth a couple times but yeah yeah time. i remember that that was like the first time we ever hung out one-on-one yeah <laughs> like oh yeah i'm not supposed to be driving right now i was like okay cool <laughs> oh that's cool <laughs> let's go to the speed limit <laughs> yeah oh yeah all right but yeah all right well anyway watcher listener sorry for the long hiatus haven't had an episode out and probably almost a couple months but uh you know the holidays were a super busy time for me and everyone and i was going through a little bit of a winter funk there and some uh, seasonal blues and i was playing a lot of uh vampire survivors and uh <laughs> and other stuff so uh but hey we're back baby and i'll try not to let 
such a time without episode releases happen again, so you have my sincerest apology. Mental health, it's, it's important. But, uh, but it's more important to, to fight through and work anyway, and I, and I failed you on that, so I'm, so I'm sorry. So, all right, yeah, like I said, we're going to do our top five uh, albums of uh, last year. We'll have some honorable mentions, or at least I will. Uh, but before that, oh yeah, that's right. So recently we saw Resin play at uh, Thunderhoof again. Or Thunderhoof? Why do I always call that? Thunderbird. Thunderbird. This isn't the this isn't World of Warcraft. The first time we saw Resin, uh, a few months back, what was that like August or something? September maybe? No, that was a while ago, dude. Yeah, it was only like a few It was before. Months, right? No, it was like. Because I think I, I remember mentioning the Resin. Yeah, album it might have been like. And I started doing the show in October, so. It might have been late. Late August, early September. Something like that. Yeah, because my girlfriend was in Mexico City, so she couldn't come. Yeah, I was glad she got to come the last time we saw them, though. That was that was a lot of fun. But uh, anyway, so the first time that we saw Resin, they had uh, Elder was headlining, and they were selling a hot sauce. Elder hot sauce. So uh, we're going to try that. I've been waiting for you to come back to the show to try this out. Let's give it a shot. We got some crackers. If I was thinking, I'd... Could have got some chicky nuggies earlier or something, but oh man, dang chicky nuggies! We like it hot. Oh yeah, give it a good shake. Oh, how about for the audio listener too? Oh, a little ASMR mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. god. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with uh, water. Ooh. Orange juice. Okay. Vinegar. Ooh. Mango. Okay. Yellow bell pepper. Oh, this is where the hot sauce comes in. Habanero. All right, there we go. <laughs> One pepper we got in here. Elderflower syrup, sugar, lime juice, ginger, and sea salt. So it's not going to be Oh, very... well, you can't have a hot sauce without syrup. Right. Doesn't sound like it's going to be. I, yeah. I, I have a feeling calling it a hot sauce is generous, but. I think Elder tampered with it. it smells, it smells peppery a little bit. It smells right, mango-y. Yeah, it smells good. Yeah. Assume these are uh, Matt's crackers. Fuck you, Matt. So, some more ASMR for you. I don't know what that means. See those videos that the uh, like ass hot, to mouth, like, rectum to mouth. Yeah, something like that. The like hot girls do, where they just like tap on things and like make noises. You know. I watch regular porn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like weird, like different noises, and then they just record them making these noises, and it's supposed to be relaxing for people. I, I don't know. Have you just That's tried it. putting on porn with just the audio and no video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's rhythmic. <laughs> Count the nut slaps, like you know, instead of counting sheep to go to sleep, one slap, two slap, three slap, <laughs> out like a light. <laughs> hmm. All right, you ready? Yep, let's give her a go. That's tasty. Yeah, it's good. And we definitely got the the citrusiness. Yeah, there's a little zip. Oh, yellow bell pepper, yeah. There's a little zip on my tongue, but... A little bit. More than I expected, but... Yeah, I'm going to need to get another rip of that. I think the flavor of the crackers is kind of screwing me up. Yeah. They're a little sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> that's good. What would that go good with? Oh, yeah, I think you can make some like good tacos with it. Throw in some slices of mango or something into a taco, burrito, whatever. Oh, you can yeah. Slather some of that on it. I think you'd 
have a good time. Yeah, like a little like like a mango pico or something. Yeah, a little oh. silly little fruity blend. Too much. Yeah, it's definitely sweet though. Very very slight hint. That's pretty good. Not bad odor. Not bad. I think we should do that. Some that have an all abandoned uh, Reaper sauce. Reaper sauce smackdown. Uh huh. But uh, just gotta get some listeners and our Reaper sauce was and people would actually watch first. Yeah. So there's a demand for for such a thing. <laughs> dude, I, I see people online now. We'll just it'll just be some regular ass looking dude in a car. Of course, that's where people film themselves doing stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just like picks up a Reaper pepper and is like, I'm gonna eat this. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Then they eat it dumbass. and then they like die in the mm-hmm. car. Like, okay, well your next 24 hours are gonna be fucking horrible. Yeah. Your mouth is gonna be on fire. Your bowels are gonna be destroyed. Each one's gonna be, each dump is gonna be hotter than the last. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. <laughs> like, what do you expect? I like Reaper stuff. We eat Reaper flakes all the time. We eat Reaper sauce. It's delicious, but you don't just eat a straight up Reaper. No. Unless you're doing it for the likes. Yeah, right. I took a little, like one time I think Dave and I took like a little nib out of one, like from my mom's uh, like garden or whatever. Yeah. Just like a tiny little like nibble. And that was like fucking hot as shit. It is like the hottest pepper, right? One, they keep making ge- more genetic hybrids to make them hotter and hotter, but yeah, what the, I think the taste just gets keeps getting dumbed down and lost. Yeah, because Reapers themselves, I think they are a hybrid of some things, but yeah, it's like I can't remember. Something, I think. Yeah, that's how they get that little tail at the end. But they got that naturally sweet taste once you can uh, get through the heat. Yeah, yeah, Reapers have an amazing flavor. So yeah, the one thing that we like to do if uh, if you're into the spice. Uh, listener, watcher, if you're into the hot stuff, you just uh, you know, you just grow some some reaper peppers and uh, dehydrate them, and toss them in a fruit food processor and make your own like a uh, pepper mix. It's awesome. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, if you like it hot, give it a shot. Some like it hot. Okay. Looking for some hot stuff, baby, this evening. It's not a sponsorship, but I want to acknowledge. Uh, Pittsburgh's own Helltown Brewing. It's thematically appropriate for this show, and uh, they're also very delicious. And we got got a little, uh, oh, can't really tell in the lighting, but Hellfire Alchemist. It's a Baltic Porter. So, hell yeah, Helltown. I give a lot of uh, local breweries just free free plugs on the show, but that's okay. Maybe someday they'll send me free shit. Yeah, for all the shit just... you steal from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never stolen anything from Helltown. Did yeah, take this glass from Necromancer, though. Yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, we just go in there and then complain about the music that's playing. <laughs> to the person playing the music that we didn't realize was playing the music. <laughs> yeah. Hey there, Delilah. It's what's like, it like? It's like, hey Jesse, this fucking sucks. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this song. Oh, Delilah, song sucks. And then she goes over, <laughs> runs over to her phone and changes it. Changes it. We're just like, whoops. Sorry, lady. I didn't know it was yours. That was really funny. That was the yeah, Helltown out of the strip. So for some reason, girl who was bartending that day that you hear this, we didn't know, and we're sorry. I'm that song not, does fucking sorry. suck, though. I think it's how it goes, right? Anyway, all right. Let's get into the topic at hand here. I'm gonna kick it over to you. 
Um, so mine, mine are uh, roughly in order. Uh, my top five, number one being my favorite if I had to pick, even though, again, it's kind of a struggle and it changes every day and who cares anyway. But for the sake of the podcast, I just went ahead and ordered them. You said yours weren't necessarily in any sort of order of importance or anything, so... No, not really. But either way, I'm going to have you kick us off with your number five, five, five. Number five, coming in at the bottom of my list, Enforcer, their nostalgia album. I've been listening to Enforcer for a while now. All their albums are fucking bangers, just part of that new wave of heavy metal coming coming across the nations. For me, a couple of my couple really good songs if you're unfamiliar with it to check out off that album unshackle me coming alive kiss of death end of the rainbow whole album rules but those songs in particular are my favorites yeah um yeah, really good a little bit about them they're from sweden uh, it's just a awesome mix of heavy speed metal with a little glam in- influence mm-hmm. into it they got that little groove going mm-hmm. <laughs> Reminds me of like Scorpions or something. I've I've said that since you first been like putting them on. Yeah, like, I mean like, Scorpions is like I don't know, maybe Death Leopard or something, but early heavy metal influence, but their own little twist on it. They're they just fucking roll. That album was really good. Uh, it, it His t- voice is incredible. Oh, he he can hit those high notes like a champ. Reaper, Reaper, <laughs> You can't, you can't go wrong with any album by them. That's uh, that one's uh, definitely one of my honorable mentions. It got uh, inched out of my top five, but I did pick up the CD last time we were at Ides. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. Definitely got to check it out. Anything else to say for that one? No, I'm just keeping it short and no. concise. Short and sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna keep this one short and sweet too because uh, I'll let you know. But okay, so my number five is Darkadelic by The Damned. And uh, yes. so, and anyone who's been following the show knows that the uh, the Damned is is one of my favorite, one of our favorite bands. But I, I did a whole album review back on episode two, um, so I don't need to get into anything I haven't already said before. Um, you can check out that episode if you want uh, some deeper thoughts on that. It's just it's a great album by one of the most important bands of all time. And uh, what more can you say? Fucking uh... yeah, it's good. The singles were all all hits. Mm-hmm. The whole album just solid. They. They're still old. They're still killing it, putting out good, meaningful music that isn't just bland shit. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the things I said in the interview is they still find a way to like... It's relevant. Yeah, like maintain this punk spirit of just like still like lampooning like social things and stuff. But but they do it in a way that it doesn't sound like they're just like old men, you know, like yelling at clouds. Their, their sound has obviously evolved as you would expect. Yeah. But... Yeah, like you said, they've maintained relevance. Girl, I'll stop at cucking. Great song. Uh, <laughs> Girl, I'll stop at cucking. Uh, Beware of the clown. Is that? Um, yeah, it was one of the great singles. Political message. Yeah, it was one of the big singles. Uh, Roderick's an amazing song. It's probably that's one of my favorites. It has that little short film on YouTube. It's it's not really a music video, but did you see that? It's like Dave dressed up as like this like weird character. I can't remember what the what the film or book. No, it's a film that it's that like his like costume is inspired by, but he has like the round glasses and like the. Uh, no, I didn't catch like, that. What is it? Derby hat. He has like the mask around the thing, and then he has like the old like Luger kind of like German thing, and he's like driving around, and it's like espionagey and like. Did cool. they have one? The Invisible Man. The Invisible the, the, Man was. The, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he does a lot of old movie inspired things. Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he loves that. Uh, yeah, obviously, Beware of the Clown leans more into the uh, Captain realm. Oh, yeah, Captain songwriting. Silliness. Mm-hmm. silliness and making fun of the silliness that is our political state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all, all great songs. Uh, Paul Gray has got some good songs on there. He's he's like my favorite band, like bassist probably, I guess. Oh, yeah, he was a classic. He wrote some good songs back in the day, and now he's back with them, killing it again. Love to see it. Outside of talking about like upcoming shows and stuff, I try not to like date the these episodes too much, but uh, but whatever. We're here. To, we're talking. So recently, you know, at the time of this recording, February twenty twenty four, they recently announced that uh, they got Rat back on drums. Oh, officially? Like, I don't know if it's just a one off or not. It, it but because he but always he's been that tour. he's been coming back for a lot of one offs. Yeah. So I'm thinking that they might have uh, figured out some of their differences. Yeah, they must have. Which is good because it's like, you know, you guys are getting older. Like, why, why keep being mad at each other? I don't, oh, I, a, I don't know what the details are, but yeah, you got a sweet legacy, and you're like in your seventies. Come on, let's just yeah, just embrace it and have fun. Like, yeah, you guys don't got to worry about that much about money anymore. <laughs> yeah, at least at least you would think they they don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Don't I, don't, sales, I, but I don't. I, I'm not into their finances, <laughs> oh, nor do I really know how to do mine. <laughs> Never done any financing in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Free tax USA, baby. I just see money and then I spend it and then I say, where'd all my money go? And then I repeat and every I... two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're doing some shit with Rad again. And we were supposed to see Rad in a in a Vegas. Before the punk rock bowling in uh, 2021. I think that was, yeah, that yeah it was 2021. Because right. um, I was living in Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I flew out. We met in Vegas, punk rock bowling all weekend. But they they, they were gonna have this like little event with uh, yeah one of the pre shows. Yeah, and Rad was, was supposed to be there. Yeah, we got tickets for the Legends one. I forget who all was there, but the main one the we wanted to see yeah. was Rat. And of course, Rat fucking skateboarding. Couldn't come through because of a problem with a visa or something dumb. I think it was just like COVID flight shit and stuff too, right? And visas. Uh, who and the hell knows? The damned darkadelic, fantastic. I don't know if it's quite, maybe not quite as strong as like Evil Spirits, which I think is like the last great oh, thing they did. But Evil Spirits is awesome. Um, the EP they did between these albums too is also very good. But. All right, Brendan, Beeman, Beeman Cole. What's your number Beeman. four? Road Wolf, Midnight Lightning. Uh, this is the response their their first album, Unchain the Wolf, twenty twenty. Fucking amazing album, just awesome heavy metal speed metal from austria they come out with that COVID hits and then they spent the rest of the time writing a, an amazing fucking headbanging album again it, it reminds you of late 70s early 80s metal the album starts off just absolutely ripping the song on the run oh my god it's you drive to that thing, and then next thing you know, you're going 80 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Yep. Yeah. Again, they just hit the hammer on the head. Just awesome heavy metal. And for a newer band, too. Some of the guys in there are a little, I think a little older, but. I'm sure I've heard some, right? I'm sure you've played some. Oh, uh, definitely. I've definitely played their first album, Unchain the Wolf. Is that the one with like the animal people on the bikes on the front? Or is that something no, else? No, that's Speed Wolf. 
Oh, that's people. Okay, okay. There's a there's a lot of crossover with some of these <laughs> yeah. names. A lot of wolves. A lot of a lot hounds. of wolves. Speed hounds. <laughs> that's got to be. That's on the. Can't forget about Road Wolf. I can't say that enough. I am. I want them to come to the U.S. so bad, but I they just one of those bands always touring touring Europe. Yeah. I look on Spotify and it's like this kind of music anyway. And it's like, oh, this only has like a hundred thousand listens. Like that Mm. sucks because this is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And if you like metal, you need to be listening to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one I never got around to checking that one out yet. Because I listen to some later. Oh yeah, we'll listen to some because there was a shitload of stuff. Because I was kind (laughs) of lazy last year. I realized with like following up with like new releases. So I was really crunching towards the end of last year to like catch up, and that was just one I never got to. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll get to it at some point. I'm sure it's gonna be great. Oh, that's what I, <clears throat> that's what I was gonna say. Speaking of Spotify, if you're interested in you know hearing some of the music that we talk about on the show on Spotify, I make a playlist for every episode that has that features, you know, primarily like the the topic band because you know usually I just do bands as a topic, but but just you know whatever else comes up to that we that we talk about. Put it all on the playlist. That's on Spotify. I think it's under All Abandoned Pod. So if you want to listen along with the show or listen to what we're talking about afterwards or beforehand or whatever, go ahead and check that out. All Abandoned Pod on Spotify. Playlist for every episode. Yippee Skippy. All right. So number four for me. I've been saying Yippee Skippy a lot. I have no idea where it's I got that. very weird. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I, I heard it somewhere, I think, or it's from something, but I have no idea. I, I want you to stop saying it because I'm afraid it's going to grow on me. Skippy, skippy. <laughs> no, I definitely won't be saying it like <laughs> like a Mario character. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, number four for uh, Mr. Rackinid here, Calma by Calma. Calma is Calma's ninth album, uh, released May 26th. It was released May 26th. Uh, it's awesome and heavy as shit. Uh, fun fact, the word Kalma is a Karelian for uh, to the death or to the grave. And I actually just learned that when I was researching today. I never knew what Kalma meant. I just assumed it was like a made-up word or whatever. Uh, Karelia or Karelian is like the, the landmass that kind of connects like Finland and Russia. And I guess they, they kind of have like split ownership over it. So it's like a Finnish like dialect, I guess, or something like between Finnish and Russian. But, but anyway... Uh, Kalma emerged from the explosive Scandinavian melodic death metal revolution of the 90s alongside fellow Finnish acts like Children of Bodom, R.I.P. Alexi, Norther, and Eternal Tears of Sorrow, whom were themselves influenced by Swedish groups like Dark Tranquility, In Flames, and At the Gates of the Gothenburg Schwieden scene. So uh, I've loved Kalma for a long time. Uh, I grew up with a lot of like rock and metal influence in my family, and, and I credit my older brother for driving the discovery and our subsequent love of Scandinavian metal. Uh, that is to say, I've loved Kalma since like elementary school and Bodum and all that stuff. Uh, my dad would always throw these like huge kegger bangers for like the Fourth of July and like sometimes even like Memorial Day and stuff. And uh, I have this one memory of my brother uh, turning off my dad's music like late late into the party, like later in the night, probably like one in the morning or something. Like a lot of people were gone anyway, but. Uh, he turned my dad's music off, which is a big no-no back then for him. That surefire way to, to to get my dad's ire. But but anyway, he so then my brother put on the Swamp Song, which was Kalma's third album and arguably their strongest. Uh, so yeah, much to my dad and company's chagrin, and that was funny. Turn that shit off, Josh. 
So I fell off of Calma after 2006's The Black Waltz, um, never listening to much of the albums afterward until this newest outing. Uh, if I had to express why I fell off, I think I remember getting uh, just kind of bored with the formula or something. Like the band was adapting some, but I think it, I felt it was like getting a little samey. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, I saw Calma with Ensiferum in Texas in 2019 while visiting my cousin Seth whom I've mentioned on the show as well. He's the co-host of the IPFM with him. He's Jake Badlands. He got me in the Faith No More, all that stuff. Um, they were awesome. Uh, either way, I'm back on the Kalma train. It sounds... I mean, they never really strayed too far from their original sound anyway, but something about this new one really like captures their, their early their early vibe. Uh, like, much like faster, thrashier, really just, you know, just finished melodic death. What, you'd, uh, what you might expect. Um, I think also the uh, misheard... Like misheard, misinterpreted lyric internet videos of your released on sites like Ebombs World, which uh, I, I still visit for meme content, but the mobile site is fucking god awful. It's ridden with ads and it's unusable. Fix your shit, Ebombs World. I want to look at your memes, but you can't. I can't use your site, so figure it out. Uh, the pinnacle of such. Uh, Maybe if you were actually paying for your memes instead of pirating them, <laughs> they could afford to not have ads. <laughs> <laughs> pirating memes <laughs> torrenting them I, I always I always see them on BitTorrent after I download them so other people can download them too the pinnacle of these like misinterpreted lyric videos uh, that were like coming out like the you know 2000s internet uh, was one video for Man of the King and, and I showed this to you before we started recording and that's a song from the Black Waltz uh, yeah, I am the drag police <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good from the shit skater mafia like it's pe- people take this music and uh just put like alternate lyrics over it that are silly and like sound like what they're saying because it's often like growly and stuff but but there was one for night which is Wishmaster or Fishmaster, uh which is really good too like master apprentice hearthborn but instead of hearthborn they put like hard porn <laughs> so that was really good too uh the fins dude so yeah do you, uh where are you at with like scandinavian metal are there any bands that, like stick out for you that you that you're like really into, or is it kind of just more of like a cursory thing for you? Uh, cursory, I guess. I mean, I like a lot of it, but I don't listen to a a ton of it. I guess you listen maybe more like the folky stuff. More. I mean, I do enjoy it. I, I like it all, but it's never something that I'm fully invested in all the time. Yeah, listening to I like Amorphous. Yeah, yeah, the one <clears> the most important. You know me, my my heart lies with doom and stoner metal. Uh huh. And uh, retro metal revivals. Hey man, <laughs> dude, the new wave of heavy metal shit was fucking awesome. It's great. It's really fucking good. Enforcer, Skullfist rules, Cauldron, also one of my other favorites. All good shit. All right. <clears throat> Beeman, give me your number three. We mentioned them earlier. We saw them twice this year. Resin. Solace. Awesome. Awesome album. Uh, They had another one that also came out this year as well. A split with uh, Venom Sabati from Mexico City. Album is also really good, but Solace. That one just drives it home for me. They're a group out of Chicago. psychedelic Doom. It has parts where it's just, I heard it described as lysergic calmness, 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden it just comes in with just these mammoth fucking riffs sound wall and it just mm-hmm. you just you just want to move your fucking head headbang to it it's the perfect kind of music too where i don't necessarily know all the song names for an album because you just put an album on and you just let it ride there's not it's not like for me they're not one of those bands where you just pick a song and this is my favorite song oh, and right, i listen yeah. to this song off the album uh-huh. if i'm going to listen to them i put on a full album because each song goes into the next and it's just there's a calm it brings you up comes down back up down and it's it's perfect for driving working mm-hmm. helps me focus for whatever reason so they have they've been one of my favorite bands that I found in the last in 2023. I didn't know them prior to then, but I now have three of their vinyls, and they're one I gotta collect them all. Gotta collect them all. Were you aware of them before the Thunderbird? Uh, that first time we saw them when they sure. opened for Elder, I had I knew who Elder was, knew they were all right, and so I checked out who was opening for them, and I saw Res, and I was like, all right, well, I'll give them a listen. And mm. then I listened to that, and I was like, holy fuck, these guys are awesome. And so I wanted to see them way more than Elder. Yeah. And then I told my I told my brother to come. My brother went, and he said the same thing. He was like, holy fuck, those guys are awesome. Like, Elder can suck it on. I want to listen to Resin. And so, was good too. yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were good, but... After a certain point, I was like, are you guys going to stop playing anytime soon? (laughs) Uh, I was there for Resin and then... Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then we we saw them open for... Why am I... King Buffalo. Too many Buffalo band names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we saw them open for King Buffalo. Not Lord Buffalo. King Buffalo. King Buffalo was good. Yeah. I like them live more than their regular recorded stuff yeah but i was still there i was still there for resin yeah and i met their lead singer he was super nice guy fist bump that's (laughs) it i didn't have to talk to him (laughs) you can say it all with just a good fist bump pretty much what more do you have to say i don't like talking to people (laughs) (laughs) of course my favorite uh member of resin is the uh guy who wears the motocross jerseys and oh plays, and plays, sa- plays, plays a saxophone saxophone in a psychedelic doom metal band dude it's fucking awesome it's fucking great and yeah like why is he wearing so a good. motocross jersey i don't know but it's cool i don't know it works it's his thing <laughs> yeah shane asked you about he's like dude is he wearing a motocross jersey he's like yeah dude <laughs> and it's confirmed the fame because he was wearing one both times we saw them yeah i don't remember if it's the same one it, no, it wasn't. The first time it was like green, and then last time I think it was like red or something. So yeah, definitely a different jersey. But I wonder if he brings a dirt bike on tour. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming on stage with it and just do a couple of. Little no, that's for Rob Halford. <laughs> well, that's like choppers. This is a dirt bike. It's different. Yeah, chopper is cooler though. So you're infinitely, you're infinitely lower. So you might as well not even try. Plus, this guy's he's, he's not so much hell-bent for leather as he is jerseys and saxophone and saxophone very good saxophone when the saxophone comes in on a resin song it's so cool it's soothing it's awesome it's just mellow and it's it's perfect and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. emotional you'll you'll get hit by the fucking wall of riffage and then when he's not playing saxophone he just has it like sound machine thing yeah i don't know what he's doing but he's just like 
pressing like a note and then just like twisting knobs and making noises and doing cool stuff. So it's really sweet. And then, uh, so not to mention Duck, <laughs> Duck Grohl Diner on, on vocals <laughs> and guitar, the main guy who we were joking looks like, kind of looks like Chuck Schuldiner from Death, Schuldiner, Schuldiner, and uh, um, Dave Grohl a little bit, <laughs> like a young Dave Grohl. Oh, yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. So it's combining their names. Yeah, he looked like, yeah, that was an accurate assessment. And then that dude from King Buffalo looked like Frank Zappa and Luigi. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You started the whole thing doing, woo And then then people behind us started doing it for the the whole show. Meanwhile. Wow. One one year, I hear hear my sister-in-law and my girlfriend like, oh, yeah, he's like, so hot and whatever he's like tall and all this shit and then on the other side i hear like dude that looks like frank zappa and luigi Woo-hoo! <laughs> i'm glad that like spread around the venue too i don't know if i necessarily realized that other people were doing it yeah well, guy no, behind think, me started no, doing we, it yeah i guess we did acknowledge it so. <laughs> oh it was amazing they were they were really good live though yeah yeah they were great and again, that's a King Buffalo, not Lord Buffalo. Lord Buffalo played, opened up the first time we saw Risen. So they also seem to just like to tour with bands that have Buffalo in the name. They would really love and Animals kind of, of the Great Plains. <laughs> yeah, especially like royal ones. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a Duke Buffalo? A Squire Buffalo? Squire Buff- is there a uh, Chancellor Buffalo? <laughs> Emperor Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, probably. My new band, Emperor Witch Cult Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Margarita Buffalo. Okay, so number three for me. This is also one I've talked about on the show before. It is Mass by the Friendship Commanders. Uh, released in September. I got a little early, though. but Yeah, I saw my friends. Uh, you know, Not to repeat myself too much, but I saw my friends' band Morning Sounds open up for uh, Friendship Commanders. Uh, they're from Nashville. They sounded really full for a two-piece with uh, Buick Adra on guitar and vocals and Jerry Rowe on drums. And I think he also records bass for the albums. They have a kind of doomy and stonery yet grungy sound. Uh, It reminds me of something like Spiders from Sweden as much as it does the Smashing Pumpkins. It's a really interesting kind of like blend of of influences. But uh, Buick's voice is powerful and her lyrics are deeply personal, uh, especially the last track, which is like a spoken word poem. It is the one that you, you, you do turn the album off for oh you're like oh okay this is the end <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not it's definitely worth listening to once i'm not like saying that but um you're probably not going to listen to the spoken word poem every time you put the album on but anyway album's great uh mass is the duo's third album uh, which buick describes as a concept album about memory language in the state of massachusetts and the album was released alongside a book appropriately titled mass Essays on Memory, Language, and the State of Massachusetts. How about that? When I saw them at the Squirrel Hill Sports Bar in Pittsburgh last year, uh, Buick had the Mass album and the book on sale. Uh, But being the broke bitch that I am, I I couldn't afford both. Uh, So I chose to buy the album, thinking that's probably more important to have the actual music. Um, But I'd like to order the book at some point. Uh, And at the time of this recording, there were only like five available, according to the band's band camp. But... Anyway, uh, Buick is really cool and nice. I talked to her. Like I said, I bought the I bought the album off of her and talked to her for a little bit. And um, and yeah, Mass just really stood out to me this year. And um, 
I can't wait to explore the their back catalog a little more and uh, see where they go next. That's it. Really good. Really good. Brendan, number two. Who does number two work for? <laughs> yeah, man. Give it hell. Greenlong. This heathen land. Uh, they're a band that's kind of been on my eye from like 20, 2018 on. They've released quite a few... Quite a few albums. Um, each one gets better than the last. <laughs> uh, this is the pinnacle of what they've released so far, in my opinion. It's just their most complete album. The the quality, the production of it, it's all there. They're out of uh, London. London, England. Boy, jolly old England. Uh, again, it's just... Doom, stonery, hard rock. I realize they were English. That's interesting. Yeah, you know those. For like that kind of music, yeah. I don't feel like. They, they all hide their accents. Yeah. Sneaky bastards. I just feel like you don't get a lot of like stonery doom stuff out of England as much as. No, you don't hear from it as as much. But the the A side of that album is absolutely amazing. I meant to bring the vinyl over here, but I forgot it. You son of a bitch. Well, we'll we'll check some out later. Oh, yeah. Um. Some of them, some of the songs to know from it, my personal favorite is One for Sorrow, and then there's Mountain Throne, Forest Church, uh, Maxine, it's an amazing song. They have like a vibe. Maxine! <laughs> no, it's not unto others. If they would release a fucking album, they probably would uh, make it onto this list, but they only do singles now or something, I don't fuck it, or EPs. Not really. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't released one this year. They had a couple EPs out, so I'm waiting for mm. one. I'm waiting for one, guys, and let's get a fucking tour. Come on. I want to see you. I want to see you. Come on. Um, but anyways, they just, you know, sing a lot about occult crap and pagan stuff and churches in the forest and <laughs> mountains and, you know, all, all, that, all that good shit I like. Okay. They're, they're always singing about fucking the moors and the uk and mm. you know grasslands and forests and weird rocks and shit whatever <laughs> weird rocks <laughs> it's like calm in their swamps <laughs> but yeah fucking rules hell yeah all right my number two is uh arcona with kolb released june 16th um not a split with corn no Corn on the cob. Our corner cob. <laughs> I have that joke there, see? Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, by our corner. Um, <laughs> so, our corner is a Russian pagan metal band that was formed in Moscow in 2002 by frontwoman Masha Scream and founding drummer Alexander Warlock, who were both members of the Dolgoprudny Dolgopron- Slavic Neo-Paganism Society. Called is the uh, band's ninth album, and uh, the name Arcona refers to the last pre-Christianized Slavic city castle. So saith Wikipedia anyway. And from uh, Britannica, Arcona is a West Slavic citadel temple of the god Swandovit, dating from the 9th to 10th century AD and destroyed in 1168-69 by Christian Danes when they stormed the island of Rügen in the southwestern Baltic. Uh, Saxo Grammaticus, the 12th century Danish historian, wrote that the Arcona was a wooden structure of consummate worksmanship. Around the temple extended a yard, and around this was a wooden fence, 
splendidly carved and bearing various painted symbols. But uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll do a, an episode on Arcona uh, proper someday, probably like most most of these bands. But um, but the so yeah, they're typically a little more like folk metal. Uh, oh yeah, a little. You told, you told me to check this one out, and traditionally mm-hmm. that's where they kind of lie, but. This one was definitely more black metal. Yes. Yeah. Very black metal. Uh, there's almost no folkiness like at all besides like a flute once. And uh, <laughs> there's like a, and then the, the one track has like some humpa like rhythms. I don't know what to call it in Russia, but like humpa like in Finland is like the boom, 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 kind of, that kind of rhythm. So they do that on one of the tracks too. But besides that, like no folkiness, but um. It reminds me of uh, Monogarm a lot, which is also one of my favorites. Uh, and that makes sense uh, because Eric uh, uh, Grasio, Gra- Grasso, I don't know how to pronounce Italian-sounding Swedish names. But yeah, Eric from Monogarm was a guest singer and composer on the track Namoi Zemle from Arcona's 2009 release Goi Road Goi, uh, which also featured contributions from members of Obtest, uh, Menir, Skyforger, and Chedevok. Because uh, Monogarm does that too, where they kind of they toe that line between like more melodic folkiness and more just like extreme kind of like blackened like death. So it makes sense that these bands kind of you know mingle around together and are kind of both exploring this more like black like dark feel. But uh, Masha Scream continues to push her vocal capability. Uh, she sounds truly awesome as ever. The album's themes of man's inability to rise above nature, of spiritual decay and disease, of nuclear war. And annihilation come through in the music's extremely dark tone and uh on any given day i could swap this with what is today my number one choice but we'll get to that you know either one of these could easily have been switched for me but just for the sake of you know the show i i went ahead and picked one and i went ahead and put this at number two but you ask me tomorrow i'll probably switch them but so that's my number two and that brings us to your number one number one Number one, sir. I am not a number. What is your pleasure? I am a freeman. That's my mother's maiden name. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, they wrote that about her. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. <laughs> she must have been like, really like sleezing around the band at the time or something. You know, yeah. for them to be inspired to write that song about her. She was number one. <laughs> However, my number one, Dope Lord, Songs for Satan. Oh, yes. Again. Stonery do metal, mm-hmm. where most of my musical taste lies yeah. these days. <laughs> I checked my, there's a thing going around I saw on Spotify. You can check your daily list. So I typed mine in in the morning. It was just like heavy psychedelic stoner sludge fest to start your day. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I'm always pissed off the whole day. <clears throat> but anyway. They're a nice little band out of uh, Poland. The whole album, uh, again, just starts out with Night of the Witch. I, I Remember, I, I played that here like a last time I was here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Night of the Witch. Night of the Witch. Night of it's the Witch night. tonight. That's no. Ghost, I'm kidding, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Ghost. Uh, Night of the Witch, Chosen One. All Chosen. of the Again. Chosen One. All of their, all of their albums are absolute hits, but they just keep progressing and getting better and better and finding their sound. And this one is just, I think, is the heaviest doom ripper of all of them. 
Can't call it Doom Slayer. That might be copyright. Okay. Is that what I got for that one? Yeah. Okay. Just listen to it. You'll see for yourself. Not going to do a drum roll, but uh, you can you can do a drum roll uh, if you're watching or listening at home. or Don't do it. Don't entertain them. Or if you're driving, you can do it on the steering wheel like I do. But um, My number one. Van Racknett's number one album of 2023, at least for today at the time of recording, is Blood Ceremony. The Old Ways Remain, released May 5th. Blood Ceremony, I uh, I plugged this album before whenever I bought it. I bought it late. I didn't get it in May. I think I got it in October or something. But, but anyway, Blood Ceremony is an occult rock band formed in Toronto in 2006. Uh, Blood Ceremony continues to put out gold, uh, with a slight exception being their third album, The Eldritch Dark. Uh, which wasn't necessarily bad, but it was mixed really weird in my opinion, and just overall a bit less heavy. Uh, just a slight departure from the first two albums. Uh, it would certainly go in the direction that they have continued to go, so it definitely captures that, but I don't know, just my least favorite. Anyway, the band was on quite a bit of a hi- <coughs> hiatus, uh, seeing The Old Ways Remain as the first release since 2016's masterpiece Lord of Misrule. Uh, I know that's one I, I play a lot. I'm sure you've heard a lot from from that yeah. one. I love that album. Uh, the Old Ways Remain features more sweet pagan stuff, uh, crushing, catchy riffs, and uh, Alia O'Brien's signature trifecta of talent with her vocals, organ playing, and flute work on full display. One reason I, I gave this the edge uh, for my number one pick over Arcona was because it features one of my, probably my, my favorite song of the entire year of 2023, which is a uh, Hecate. Uh, which sounds like some like seventies like hippie rock or something. It's like it's really hard to explain, but it's it's amazing. It just makes me really happy. It's hard to explain. It's just really good. You have, you have to listen to it. But you know, just overall, it's just more of an amazing blend of folk rock and and, and doom and and then and then I say Jethro Tull because everyone has to say Jethro Tull when they talk about blood ceremony because. There can't be a flute-heavy rock composition without mentioning Jethro Tull. Apparently, that al- that always annoyed me. I'm doing it as a joke, but but like yeah, like every article or like album review is like oh, Jethro Tull influence. It's like yeah, maybe a little bit, but just because she plays through flute, flute, flute doesn't mean you have to mention Jethro Tull every fucking time. Just like how uh, people would always like anytime a new Doom band comes out, it's like, yeah, there's some Sabbath influence. It's like no shit because you don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, it, Void, void. <laughs> yeah, it's just it goes without saying. You don't need to say it anymore. Stop comparing them to Jethro Tull. Anyway, uh, my history with Blood Ceremony goes all the way back to their tw- uh, 2008 self-titled debut, uh, which sparked my love and a my love of and obsession with female-fronted occult rock and metal, alongside bands like one of my absolute favorites, The Devil's Blood. Uh, Blood Ceremony and its follow-up, Living with the Ancients, featured heavily in my rotation when I'd host Smash Alley, WIUPFM's Midnight to 2 a.m. metal radio program. I had a lot of fun with that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, if, uh, what, around, like, 2013 to 2012 to 2014, if you were uh, living in Indiana, PA, and were listening to WIUPFM 9.1 then, uh, from Midnight to 2 a.m., <laughs> then you probably heard me. I was there, and I did not listen. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that music, the same crap was blaring from my front porch while no, we were no. smoking cigarettes, breaking shit, and yelling at people. Breaking bottles. Throwing glass bottles at people. <laughs> yeah. I think once I 
broke the bottle off the side of my porch and held it up as a knife. It was in defense. It was in defense. Right. One of my friends probably tried to start a fight that they couldn't finish. <laughs> yeah. That's when the bottle daggers come out. Um, we, we would get a lot of uh, uh, prisoners would call from like the local county jail. Mm. Especially like at that late hour for some reason. Like, They're allowed to just call. I guess. You were there before. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, well, I was be- in, that was like quarantine. The, the first three days you're in jail, which is all I was in there for. Well, I was supposed to be in there for five. But I think I was in there for four. They let me out. <laughs> On good behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but after the first five days, they, they move you to a proper cell block. So in quarantine, we were only allowed to call, make a call once a day, and then the phones would never work, and it was bullshit. But I don't know. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's a little more lax depending on again behavior and stuff. And once you get into a proper block, but yeah, they'd always call and it's like we're playing like Cradle Filth, you know, Blood Ceremony, Devil's Blood, fucking Amorphous, whatever the hell. And then someone's like, "Hey, can you play some ACDC? They would call in. And it's like, "Yeah, we'll 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 get to that." And then just never play it. Cause yeah, like, you're in jail. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and also, come fight me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, can't you tell that? We're not really playing ACDC right now. No, this isn't that kind of station. No, no. At least not from the. At least not at this hour. But anyway, yep. Yeah, that's about it. The Old Ways remains an incredible return for Blood Ceremony, and uh, I can only pray to the black goat below that they don't go another seven years without a another release. This today, at least, is Van Rackman's 2023 album of the year, but only because I don't want to cop out and give him a tie with Arcona, which I was tempted to do. So there you go. So we got, for me, The Damned, Darkadelic, Calma, Calma, Friendship Commanders, Mass, Arcona, Arcona, Cobb, and uh, Blood Ceremony, The Old Ways Remain. I'm going to read your list one more time for the listeners there, watchers. Here you go. Here's my top five, and unlike his, mine are in no particular order because on any given day, one of these might be my number one, it might be my number five, it might be a six. I don't fucking know. Any given Sunday? Yeah. I don't remember most Sundays. Enforcer, Nostalgia, Road Wolf, Midnight Lightning, Resin, Solace, Green Lung, This Heathen Land, Dope Lord, Songs for Satan. Songs for Satan. Satan. Satan, a, lot of, Satan. a lot of these two I realized on my list are all fairly new or recent bands. So why don't you go out and give them some support? Awesome. Give it a listen. Yeah. These Check. guys all kick ass and yep. give it a listen. Get some merch. Get a vinyl. I don't know, man. Go go check them out live. If they're rolling through your city, you won't be disappointed. Not at all. Big supporters on this podcast of supporting artists. So like Brendan said, yeah. I'm, I'm sure all these groups have band camps. Check them out. Get a thing. Buy a digital copy of something. Usually on band camp, you know, like there's like a small limit and you can kind of like put you know whatever price you want to pay on there so even if you just toss them like six bucks or something do it and yeah always always uh especially with the you know the industry climate today for music a lot of bands definitely make the majority of their money from from touring and from performing and from merch so they do and they're even getting screwed over there because venues now want a cut of their merch oh, their really? merch profits yeah i'm sure it depends on and, and i i've a, lot, a majority of them do now. I've seen multiple times bands posting about it. They're like, sorry, we don't want to have to raise the prices on our merch, but these fuckers are trying to cut in 
cutting in on it and that's where we make our profits so sorry it's coming back on to you blame them yeah. that's fucking bullshit because aren't bands they put, put, the, putting the money up front for the tickets anyway like already well, well, most of the time uh, well at the same time because you get you get a big band that comes there they're the ones that are bringing all these people that are coming mm-hmm. there you got buying food beer. they're they're buying food yeah. they're buying beer they're you know doing all this other shit promoting it pretty much by telling people they're going there yeah and then they still want more money just never it never fucking ends that's ridiculous that's unacceptable never fucking ends he makes so much fucking money on drinks too yeah because the drinks are already marked up by 200 percent yeah or more probably way more i don't know because i don't work in that industry but i know it's ridiculous Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they just have to get a little cut of everything they possibly can. Uh, of course. So, yeah, do support everybody. Um, I know it's easy to uh, you know just listen to stuff on on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, or to you know get on like a blog spot and download stuff. But yeah, that's fine for like checking out new things. But if yeah, get a little taste. But if you if you really like what you're listening to, please like yeah, just you know do do something. Buy an Buy album. A shirt. Yeah. An album, a shirt, a, a fucking pin, something. Something. Let's get these bands to keep making music. Hell yeah. Gotta look out for the uh, industries that affect our lives on a daily basis and make us who we are. And I, d- I don't know who I'd be without metal and in and, and, uh, and video games. It's pretty much the, the, the bulk of my personality. An alcoholic. Booze. Okay, so I got three <laughs> pillars of my personality. <laughs> Heavy metal, video games, booze. <laughs> um, all right, so um, you don't have any honorable mentions, right? But nah, I don't really. Okay, I didn't really come up with all that. Yeah, 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 I got some. I didn't do any like write-ups for these, but I see on your list there you have if going negative disappointments, <laughs> and because I was very disappointed, and I saw on like multiple websites for voting for best metal albums year acid kings beyond vision kept coming up i like acid king mm-hmm. oh yeah beyond vision was so fucking boring yeah nothing happened nothing happened yeah like i like doom and stoner metal obviously you guys just heard my fucking yeah. list <laughs> It, that was insanely boring, and the only thing I can surmise is they won those votes based off just a it, like it was a fucking name recognition contest because be. that I even played it for my my girlfriend who also likes pretty much the same kind of music as me, which she was like, did did the song change or like what? <laughs> like that was like that sucked. Yeah. She likes Acid King too. I I know I usually don't want to use. Platform to go negative, but it no, it, I don't. I don't like to. But it bash was people. underwhelming. As shit. I don't like to bash people, but right. yeah, that was. Don't, don't yeah. Again, don't get us wrong. We love Acid King, but that was just. I don't know. It was a. Uh, it was a little disappointing. Uh, speaking of disappointing, I never got around to last year's Stone Jesus either. But I know the album that came out a few years ago, which was probably the one before their newest. I remember being extremely disappointed in that too. Which one? I can't remember what the album's called, but it's just. I feel like they're they're in a place where they're going to be perpetually underwhelming compared to Seven, Seven Thund- Thunders Roar. It's because it's a masterpiece. Like you did, you did too much good too quick, and now- <laughs> yeah, 
That album's a masterpiece. Everything else I've heard from them, I don't really care about. They have one song that I kind of like, Here Come the Robots, but it just sounds like he's saying, Here Come the Rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) They're a Danish group. Uh, The Harvest. Pilgrims from 2018 was the one I was talking about. I remember Mm -hmm. being really underwhelmed with that. So Father Light came out last year, but again, that's one I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I guess, I guess I got to do my due, due diligence and check her out. Due dillies. So yeah, uh, but yeah, 2012 Seven Thunders Roar. If you're not familiar, listener, and, and you're, it's like you're liking the cut of our jib, then definitely check out. It's uh, like Agalog, uh, the mantle. After that, it's like where can you go? Faustian Echoes is pretty good though. I did listen to that again when you brought it up. That was really yeah, good. so good. No, they had a lot of good stuff after the mantle. Um, yeah, but the mantle is... The, uh... The mantle. Yeah, well, the, the, the mantle is their masterpiece, but uh, the one after that was Ashes Against the Grain, I think. That one's awesome. It has, like, the, the crow on it. Yeah. Like, and, like, charcoal. That album's great. Yeah. Um, it's all good. The Serpent. Like, but it's Serpent like you can't, good. You, you can't top it. Yeah, no. Even you the other one we always talk about for the same thing is Mesa. Oh, Belfry. Yep. How, how you you can't top that? Nope. That whole album. You guys blew your load in, in one album too hard. It's a it's a masterpiece. Yeah, when you were talking about uh, resins, like vibe and, and 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 you know like what it's like to listen to them and listening to the full album and getting the peaks and the valleys and the, and the dynamics of everything that's going on. I used to have a hard time with more droney stuff getting into it, and it was yeah. I know I forced you into it. <laughs> yeah, but it was well, yeah. But it was also Mesa's Belfry that opened me up to uh, being being more accepting of that kind of slower droniness because because even that album doesn't do it for very long. There's a couple of tracks that do it. No, for like the, a couple the, minutes, the, the first the first song, to, the first track on the album's like kind of three to five minutes of slowness, and then it comes in. Mm-hmm. which is a, a good intro to that kind of music. So otherwise yeah. you can be looking some doom stuff like that. You can be looking at 10 minutes until it yeah, right. <laughs> kicks in uh-huh. like sleeps dope smoker album. Yeah. You did not want to listen to until I gave you mushrooms and we <laughs> <laughs> blasted it at full volume in the middle of the night. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> it blew your fucking mind. I was like, dude, I told you this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> With bone in hand, the Weedian Nazareth. <laughs> yeah, and they special release that it that vinyl again. I pre-ordered that mm. shit. I've actually, well, I guess we did that a couple different times, didn't we? But I have talked about it on the show before about us having our, having our uh, you know little trippy record nights. Psilocybin record night. <laughs> it's a psilocybin freakout. <sighs> Well, just list off my honorables real quick, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, no particular order here for anything. Eh, whatever. I think I started off going alphabetically, but anyway, uh, Black Braid Two. Um, I've talked about Black Braid on the show before. This uh, like Native American dude from New York's solo project, uh, black metal. Again, like a lot of like the themes about like nature and, and things that you would expect uh you know a, a native american to sing about but it's also but it's also black metal so, so there's like a lot of like sorrow and, and crap too but anyway really good grave worm grave worm another band that i've loved since i was a kid 
All the way back to uh, the one with the church on it. Engraved in black. But yeah, they came out with Killing Innocence last year, and it's it's as Grey Worm as ever. It's it's really good. He's he's one of my favorite metal vocalists too. The guy that sings for them, he's really good. He does this thing on, it was I think it's the opening track of 2007's Collateral Defect. They just and he holds it out for like almost like two minutes. Impressive. And, and you can tell by like uh, I think I think it's about two minutes from what I remember. But you can tell after like the first like 45 seconds, it's just like really faint. But he's, but he's still holding it up. Pushing out air. <laughs> yeah. But it's really awesome. He's great. So yeah, Grey Worm, Killing Innocence, Obituary, Dying of Everything. Great album. Oh, I, that was a good album. It's really good. I feel like uh I feel like they're like the closest thing to a to to like death that we have surviving, like the proper band death. Obviously they they don't have the guitar virtuosity of Chuck. But outside but outside of that, I, I feel like they're the closest to death that we can still enjoy new material from. Um, that's really good. Enforcer, Nostalgia, your number five. That's on my honorables. It's really good. Biggest uh, surprise to me this year was probably Heimdall by Enslaved. Uh, I've always been aware of Enslaved. Never got super into them. But uh, I bought that, and it's like it's really fucking good. It's uh, It definitely blends styles. It's not just straight, like, black or death or anything. There's some... You know, some slower parts, some like, I think, you know, jazzy parts going on. It's really hard to explain, but it's really good. Church of Misery, Born Under a Mad Sign. Longtime Church of Misery fan as well. Uh, and Then There Were None is like my favorite one. But of course, you, you got the classic Master of Brutality and all that. But Born Under a Mad Sign is really good. Uh, a YouTube recommendation that popped up, and this is right up my alley too, as far as like my tastes, but uh, they're called The Evil. And the album is Seven Acts to Apocalypse. And the, the sing- it has like an operatic singer, a female singer, like symphonic stuff. But then the, the music's kind of like doomy black. And, you know, I love my female singers, especially, you know, maybe not especially, but including the uh, operatic kind, you know, like Nightwish and Diablo Swing Orchestra and everything. So uh, that's really good. Check that out. Witch Piss. Witch okay. Piss is pretty good. I was just, right. you know, good stoner. And this is something my brother sent me the other week. It's like punky, it's heavy, it's metal, it's very punky though, but Godzilla was too drunk to destroy Tokyo. And the album is Evil Lord, and it's really good. And um, the last thing I'll mention is uh, it's a band called uh, Yagon, or, or Yagon, <laughs> I assume Yagon, uh, Y-A-G-O-N. Uh, the album is Beyond, and uh, it was neat. It's like symphonic black metal, but it's a little melodramatic or something. I didn't like love it, love it, but it's it's different, and it's it was good. So uh, those are my honorable mentions. I did have one that I forgot that I really liked that that could have made the list. Um, Dozer from Sweden started back in the nineties. They had one mm-hmm. came Classic. out. It came out this year. Drifting in the endless void. They have, oh, okay. They have some that kind of like they have some absolute rippers that I love. Some of it can kind of teeter off for me, but this one came again with just some absolute hits that just fucking blast at full volume and i'm happy yeah makes me smile <laughs> you make me smile <laughs> uh cool another one just one more that i never got around to checking out yet in time was a uh, the new gamma bomb oh, gamma yeah. bomb came out with bats last year and i haven't listened to that oh, i haven't listened to that either 
Speed Between the Lines was the last Gamma Bahamai I listened to. And that might be the last one. There, there might be, I think, there, I, well, there might be one in between that Speed one. Speed Between the Lines fucking rules. Six, six, sixteen. Yeah. Speed Between the Lines is a fucking terrific album. And, of course, Tales from the Grave in Space. I don't know why this is, I don't, probably unrelated because I don't think they released an album this year, but have I ever gotten you to listen to a Kryptos? K-R-Y-P-T-O-S. I don't think so. They're from India. India, like, oh, thrashy, thrash speed metal. Dude, it fucking so goddamn good. I didn't know that there was that kind of music coming out of there. Mm-hmm. They tour all over the place. Never see them here. Would love to. Yeah. They've been playing for a while, but I just never see them here for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. let alone come to the United States, or I mean, let alone come to Pittsburgh. Because yeah, right. everyone passes over Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because the metal scene here sucks, where you could fill up an entire venue in another city. You get like 150 people here for a band yeah. that could sell a place out. Mm-hmm. There's you, there's me, and there's my, the girl from work with the Sauron shirt on. My brother. See, but, Oh, there are some more here that I have oh dave lombardo came out with rights of percussion and i checked out some of it and it was definitely neat but i need to get back to that it's like a you know dave lombardo of slayer it's kind of like a solo album if you're listening to this you know who dave lombardo is yes and it was definitely neat the two tracks i i figured out but i mean i that i checked out uh but i gotta check that out more uh dave lombardo is one of my favorite drummers of all time evil came out with one Uh, evil's good mm mm-hmm it's called The Unknown. Didn't get to check that out. Uh, Polkadot Cadaver, which is the uh, the other project of the Dog Fashion Disco guy, which uh, I'm a huge fan of. I don't think that's probably anything you've ever heard, but uh, that's something that my brother got us back or got us into you know, when I was a kid. Whenever Grand Theft Auto 3 came out on, uh, well, came out, we had the PC version, and you could... Uh, there was a channel, like, when you would get into a car, you know, the radio stations. Yeah, yeah, I remember. There was one that was just, like, MP3, and, like, you could put your own music files in. I don't know if it was actually part of the game or if my brother just did a workaround, because he put music into Diablo 2, too. He switched all the Diablo 2 music with Cradle Filth, and that was amazing. But anyway, so, like, he, he just had a playlist in Grand Theft Auto 3 that you can get in, put that station on, just drop around listening to fucking Dog Fashion Disco and shit, Leper Friend. That's great stuff. Uh, it's very... Uh, like Mr. Bungle influenced, for sure. Um, but it's that's really good stuff. Um, Dryad sounded neat. I don't know anything about that, but I, I like the name. Uh, Uriah Heap is my dad's favorite band. They came out with one last year, but they only have like one original dude left. Oh, they're coming around too this year sometime. I might go with my dad. To that. Danova cousin Jamie has told me about Danova. I've yeah, Danova's good. They're good. Yeah, they came out with one last year. I didn't check out. Uh, Unearth came out with a new one. I haven't heard about them since i was a kid and uh that's about it yawning man i know of they came out with one long walk of the navajo but also i didn't check that out but if you want to beat me to it listener you can check those out those those are things that were on my radar that i didn't get to so i doubt any of those would would take over any of these spots in my top five so i figured it was fine to not get to checking them out in time for this episode so so that's it anything else you ready to wrap this shit up yep well, nice. <laughs> uh, there's some kind of a member going through two floppy chest things. It, it, 
it, it's a dick between tits. Nice doodle. Um, all right. Well, B man, thanks for joining me for this. Nice to have you back. Always good to be back, Jay. <laughs> the listeners have been clamoring for your return. I get, oh, I'm I, sure. I get endless emails about it. When's B-Man coming back? That Mac guy seems neat, but fuck him. Where's Brendan, you know? <sighs> yeah. You and everyone else. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nobody can get enough Beeman. Um, yeah, so that's it. I'm uh, Jesse Van Rachnid, joined again by B-Man here, and um, uh, V-Rachnid on Twitter. I don't really post anything. Jeffy Juice, Instagram. Don't really post anything. Not much to see. Well, yeah. and, and again, too, there's the uh, the Spotify page if you want to listen to some of the music that we discussed in this episode. I will be putting up a Spotify playlist under All Abandoned Pod. So check that out if you are so inclined. And if you're listening to this podcast at all, then I assume you might be at least slightly inclined. So there you go. All right, everybody. This is All Abandoned, a rock and metal podcast. Thanks for listening and uh, go fuck yourself. All Abandoned, a rock and metal podcast, a product of Jolly Jelly Media, is proudly recorded in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All Abandoned is written, edited, and produced by Jesse Van Ragnit. The opening theme music was written by Matthew Van Horn and was recorded by Matthew Van Horn, Anthony Capozzi, and Nicholas Petruniak. You can write into the show by email at jollyjellymedia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.